0: loss
1: back to the Middle-Aged Outlaws podcast. We are still making our way through WCW's Halloween Havoc eras from 89 all the way through to the year 2000. This week, this episode, we'll be talking 1998. The, the, the right in the middle of the Attitude Era, Adam. Yeah. Um, and I think it may be fair to say that WCW may be running on gas at this point in time. I think they might still be up there as far as Raw and Nitro are concerned. Um, but yeah, I think that car is running on gas. What do you think?
2: Yeah, there, there's there's a lot of not great stuff here. Um, <laughs> but I, 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 It seems weird now thinking that this is when they were winning. I'm pretty sure they are still winning at this point.
1: So... The the Nitro after this pay-per-view is the last time that Nitro beat Raw in the ratings, okay. and that's for a very specific reason, of course, because we know that this pay-per-view went long, we yep. know that the uh, the broadcaster in America cut off, I think, before the end of the the Hogan Warrior match. So many people that paid for the the pay per view didn't see the end of that match. What a shame for them! Um, <laughs> but more importantly, they didn't see the, the Bill Goldberg versus DDP match for yeah. the for the WC for the the heavyweight championship. So they aired it on Nitro the next night, um, and many cynics believe that they did this on purpose uh, as a tactic to pop a rating. Surely not. Surely not. Eric Bischoff would have done that.
2: With you, I'm sure I've heard him speaking about this and he says, you know, we always went long and they never cut us off it's like he, he was, you know it felt like he'd been wronged you know, clearly the show has gone long
1: the, Very consistently these havocs have been 2 hours 45 in and about that region and here we are 3 hours 15 so yeah, uh, you're talking Yes, yeah, you're talking nonsense, Bischoff. Um, and as I'm sure we'll come to discuss, there is so much stuff you could have cut out of this pay-per-view. You cannot convince me that they weren't trying to go along with some of the stuff that's on this pay-per-view, Nitro Girls included, multiple yeah. times. Yeah. Um, anyway, this is 1998, and as we always do, we're going to start off discussing the uh, most popular horror movie, Um in line with our Halloween havoc theme of these shows, so we'll be talking about this week. We'll be talking about Ringu or Ring. Um, it seems to be called two different things when you look it up. Uh, that is the Japanese uh, J horror film um, Ring, which the Ring was based on. Yeah. Um, shall I give a synopsis? Don't know if I yeah, have go one. For it. Yeah. Okay. The film stars. Oh, for God's sake. Two main characters, plus a little boy. Um, it follows a reporter who is racing to investigate the mystery behind a cursed videotape. Whoever watches the tape dies seven days after doing so. And that that's, you know, who's not heard of The Ring? Probably most yeah. people. Um, how did you enjoy The Ring? And is this a first viewing for you?
2: So I had seen the... Remake the like US version, yes. Um, the I saw Me that at, one, yeah. I saw that at the cinema and I thought I thought it was decent. Um, this I thought was better, like creepier. Um, you're kind of on edge watching it. Um, I like the story, you know, it, it's one of those where. There is no way in which I'm thinking this could happen to me, but I felt myself get dragged into the story. I enjoyed the story. I didn't know for sure what was going to happen through each cycle. Um, I thought it had good, like, scare moments, you know, jump scare moments, but not too many of them. Yes. Um, And uh, I thought it, it had quite a nice... Conclusion as well. I, I enjoyed the ending. I thought that was pretty good.
1: You, you enjoyed the fact that she was stitching up her dad to watch the video.
2: <laughs> I did. I liked <laughs> the logic of her figuring out that if she what was it if she made a copy of the tape and showed it somebody else that broke the curse that was on the person that had watched that one. Yeah. Um. So she was basically moving the curse on from her son to her dad. Uh, I did sort of wonder could could it not be someone else, you know? You know like find some convicted criminal behind bars, send them the tape in a, a video recorder or oh, whatever. Like I'd never
1: even thought of that. I like
2: that. Um <laughs> uh, and she's like on the phone saying, I need you to do something for me, I need you to do something for her. and I forget the boy's name, but yeah, um uh, I yeah, I really enjoyed it. What did you think?
1: Yeah, I really enjoyed it as well. I liked um I like the original ring and, and like you, I saw that at the cinema as well. I can recall being terrified when she starts climbing out of the TV. Mm. Um, and yeah. the, the, in the U S version obviously didn't hit as hard this time. Um, not only are we older and more cynical and I've seen a lot more films, but also, you know, what's going to happen as well. Yeah. but it still, it still hits uh, mm. uh, that, that bit right at the end there. Um, I loved the subtlety of this versus like your sort of um, usual American or British horror uh, sort of mm-hmm. stuff. There wasn't the jump scares. There wasn't yeah. sort of cheap things to scare you. It was more creepy, uh, right. like you said, and I really enjoyed the aspect of it. I liked the acting when the little when she wakes up and the little boys watching the tape. I was proper oh. gutted. I
2: was like, oh, oh. no! Brilliant, and I didn't it's rem- so well done. Yes. Like, uh. Yeah,
1: And I think he says that the, the original girl from the start was the one who asked him to watch it or something like that. Is yeah. that what he says? Yeah, I'm sure
2: that's the wee right.
1: Boy. Yeah. And the wee boy, is just, he was so young and he's just on his own all the time. And uh-huh. he's just sending himself off to school and everything. Bless him. Um, I really like this. It, it made me want to watch the sequel. I don't, I don't know um, if you've done that. Have you? No. I've not, no.
2: No, I'm always a little bit scared when I really enjoy a film to go and watch the 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 follow-ups because I always think, ah, what if it what if it ruins it?
1: And nine times out of ten, yeah, yes. it normally does, yeah. doesn't it? And it also made me want to try and watch the the remake again. I do think it's a good remake. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. these are yeah. things are cash-ins, but I, I do think it is quite a good film itself. Um, so yeah, I really, I I, I genuinely. Really enjoyed it. It was good. Nice. Um, yeah. Did, did it make you... Because it, it definitely made me think I want to try and look up more sort of Asian horror uh, films. I looked at Audition. Um, yeah. Audition's good. Oh, That is not
0: <laughs> what I've heard. Oh, well, have I've you not? I've heard that oh. it's like,
2: horrifying. Oh, it, it is, but it's... See what you said earlier about how you know we're older, we're wiser. I did watch it quite a while ago, uh, but I I enjoyed it. It's brutal, but I don't know. You feel like the brutality is justified. I would say right,
1: nice, <laughs> nice. Okay, well I'll add that to the list. I'd like to go back and watch Battle Royale um, <sighs> again. I'd always like to go back and watch that, but yeah, I'd like yeah. to go back and watch that. There was another one. I can't remember what it is now. Um there's old boy that I've seen but I'd like to but I, I can't remember. There was another one. Maybe maybe it's okay. the grudge. Maybe it is it due on or something like that. It's called? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um
1: Yeah. Thumbs up to the ring. Or ring yeah. as absolute. as it were. Okay. I cannot I cannot go from thumbs up to the ring to thumbs up to Halloween havoc. however <laughs> However, this show it's probably billed as one of the worst pay-per-views that WCW have ever done. Such a big letdown and all that. And I think I was taking that in with me and I didn't think
2: it was as bad as what I expected it to be. We've definitely watched worse shows. We have watched worse shows. I would say I think there's probably an awful lot of focus on the Hogan Warrior which is rightly ridiculed. Um, and You've you've got maybe maybe a double double disco doesn't help maybe yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. that's true so odd again
1: they were trying to go long two disco inferno matches two Scott Steiner matches multiple uh, nitro girls that you normally wouldn't even get on the pay per view some of the promos at the top of the ramp are disgusting <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll get into it. We're back in Vegas again. I think that's like—is this—is that three years on the trot? Been in yeah, Vegas, I think yeah. So. Yeah. Twenty um, fifth October, MGM Grand Arena, and we, you know they've they've really let us down with the opening. Since since the Tony Schiavone trick or treat um, yeah. vignette, they've really let us down. We get a sort of boring slow motion video of basically everybody that's mm. competing on this card. A lot of grudge matches on this card. Um, yeah, which often don't really live up to the billing, and that's certainly the case here.
2: The, the the sort of slow motion video thing they did, I thought, felt really dated. Like this is yeah. where are we now? We're in 98. 98. 98. It felt older than that yeah. for, for to have that kind of package at the start.
1: Absolutely, it felt like late eighties sort yeah. of thing. Um, I really liked the stage setup. With the gargoyle and the giant pumpkin, and it's moving from side to side. It looked, it looked like um, like blow up type uh-huh. uh, thing. It's cool. Did you like that? Yeah, I like the gargoyle. Yeah, yeah. it looked yeah. like sort of big time. It it made it look like a big thing that we were watching a big event.
2: I had like this brief little fear that it might start talking or something like mm. that.
1: <laughs> like yeah. like if um. What's his name? Kevin... What's his name? Came out and started talking to it or something. Oh, Kevin
2: Sullivan. Sullivan,
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Here we have Tony Schiavone and Bobby Heenan joined by Mike Tenet. Immediately Heenan's cutting a promo on Hogan. and Talking up, you know, he'll do anything to defeat the Warrior. And he puts on a very weird-looking gold, very eyes-wide shut um, yeah. mask he puts on to, to scare Schiavone. Um, Nitro Girls open us up. The commentator sounds surprised by this. No wonder, because they're never normally on a pay per view. Yeah. And here's a good way to open a pay per view. It's Mean Gene at the top of the aisle. No mention of the Hotline, which is,
0: yeah, quite frankly, surprising. shocking.
1: <laughs> um, he brings out Rick Steiner. He says it's the Hound in the Pound and it's going to get down. So that was good. Um, Immediately Buff Bagwell interrupts and almost as, you know, I saw Buff Bagwell coming round the side of the pumpkin, I thought, he's going to screw him over and
2: yeah. he's obviously going <laughs> to still be with N.W. NWO. Like, I think, you know, poor Rick Steiner is often perceived as being a bit naive, but I don't know how he didn't see. Right from the first second, he had to have seen this coming. <laughs> poor Rick, he gets right suckered.
1: I like how he was like, and you're, you're, he was, he's almost like, you're definitely not going to screw me over, right? And Bagwell's like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you promise. Would tell me. me. <laughs> <laughs> stand there like shaking his head. Um, yeah, so that was a strange one. So, so Bagwell is going to be in Rick Steiner's corner. He's taken off the NWO T-shirt, and he's going to be in Rick Steiner's corner against Scott Steiner tonight. Which takes us to our first match in the card, and according to Raven, this is an unscheduled scheduled match.
2: Yeah, this Chris was Jericho. a bit of a mess.
1: Yep, World TV title match, Chris Jericho champion versus Raven.
2: Thoughts? Um, I did I didn't, I didn't love it. Um, I don't know if it's a part of this. I, I've quite liked Raven as a performer over many years, more so in ECW when he could be, mm. you know proper Raven. Um, Jericho, you know, I think we've both enjoyed many times over the years. But I thought the setup was really clunky and the attempt to get like... Raven's a moody bastard. That's just what he is. But he seems so affronted that he's got this opportunity to win the TV title (laughs) tonight. Like... Why should I have to be here trying to win this title? Um, Which maybe does kind of play into the character. Um, There were some moments I didn't like from a safety point of view. There was uh, Jericho came off the apron, Uh Raven moves, Jericho hits the metal railing, and the way his head went into it, looks. Not good, nah. and Jericho. I feel like Jericho has maybe sustained a head injury in in the last couple the last, of papers we've watched, but uh, it 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 didn't look great. Um, it, there wasn't an awful lot in the match. I don't think there was quite a bit about exposing the turnbuckle pad. That seemed to be <laughs> something they were going for, which felt very eighties as well. Um, there's some suplexes. Um. I think that Jericho get the lion tamer but Raven got to the ropes and I thought, oh, maybe they're going for some in Raven here. But yeah. then they had Jericho kick out of the even flow DDT, mm-hmm. um which I think was talked up as a big thing. Um so I think that that's his finisher, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um And then I got really confused when Canyon appeared and I get you know, we're we're watching these kind of in isolation, so maybe you don't know uh, storyline at any given point, but yeah, Canyon appears um, and he does, does he actually get involved or does he, he gets I think up on he the just apron. Gets, somebody hits him on the apron, somebody bangs yeah. into him or something like that. Yeah,
1: it didn't make sense to me because Canyon, we assume is with Raven because Raven's yeah. flock is over Ravens uh-huh. on this um losing streak that they're talking about. But when he gets the ropes from the lion tamer, they're like, Okay, Ravens maybe got something going here. Uh, they get back into it, like you say, and Canyon comes out. But it's Jericho that bangs into Canyon
0: mm-hmm.
1: on the apron. Um Raven tries to put the slap on D D T again. Jericho just puts the, the Lion Tamer on and Raven taps like with you know, he's barely turned over and he's tapping. Yeah, I assume instant. there's something and they they seem there.
2: to be doing that as a, a bit of a story, but you know, you've talked about the losing streaks. So obviously, the way to get a TV title match that you don't want is to be on a losing streak. There you um, go. but then they they're like the announcers are having a go at him for quitting easily in the in the in the move. Um I I couldn't figure out where they were like usually if somebody's going on a losing streak there's going to be a big turnaround moment and then they'll start winning and build some momentum or something but I wasn't convinced watching this that they really had that kind of plan <laughs> for Raven yeah. and I think Bischoff's often talked about the fact that he did just find Raven to be really moody and really grumpy like like the character he's playing and it just made them not really want to do anything with him
1: I had a feeling that this was maybe their way of try to turn him face. but but then when Canyon came, you know, cause like you know he's down in his luck and he keeps getting beat, but then he's doing a sort of underdog thing where he he got the ropes. This also felt like heel versus heel. Yeah, I was, I was laughing when Jericho says, "Listen, pal, I don't really want to be here either," and then he's like, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: "Yeah, maybe some." Some truth slipping it out there
1: made me laugh. Jericho, Jericho seems to be doing—you know—that you see little bits and pieces of his WWF character there. The Jericho Hollicks, yeah. he's got the top knot, um, all that sort of stuff. But he seems to be doing this like sort of guitar. Um, I don't know how to describe it—like a guitar dive type thing—to celebrate, mm. and it's so corny, nugget. Yeah.
2: good. I wasn't sure—is is, it—is it ninety-nine Jericho would jump? Yeah, quote, eh? yeah. yeah
1: like, like August or something like that, I think he yeah. okay. um, debuts. Yep. So Jericho wins, Jericho retains. I'm sure we'll both be scrambling to find out what happened between Canyon and Raven going forward. Yeah. <laughs> I, so, uh, yeah, NWO black and white music hits because we're in... Faction Warfare. Right now we've got Wolfpack, we've got NW Hollywood, LWO don't know who else we've got but um, WCW people uh, but yeah, N.W. Black and White come out, Bischoff and Hogan this is hilarious Hogan says that he could be long winded and give the Gettysburg Address then goes on to cut a long boring horrible promo starts talking about jumping his nephew Horace Hogan and he didn't have what it takes brother this was not good this was
2: awful we say this about Hogan all the time I was hating this from the start and part like before anything was even said Bischoff was trying to like be Scott Hall in the way he was walking out and that annoyed me and like just, just don't do that um and then I, I felt like as soon as Hogan started talking about what he'd done to his nephew, I thought, "Oh, that's going to come back later." Then, okay, I, I I I felt like the point was supposed to be: if I'll do that to him, think what I'll do to anyone else. But I I just took it as, "Oh, he'll he'll be back and he'll, you know, <laughs> do something." And uh, and I didn't uh, like I don't know. I've definitely seen clips of the Hogan Warrior match, but I don't know that I'd ever actually watched this show before. So just, you hear it, it's terrible. Um, but I, it just set me up to think, yeah, he'll he'll come back, everyone will be like, ooh, and then he'll side with Hogan. Of course he will.
1: Brilliant. That's so funny. I didn't even think that, to be fair. That's funny. The, the thing that was making me laugh was that Hogan seemed to get to the natural end of a sentence, and then, instead of putting a full stop, put and or because. Because, brother! And! and Awful Then the music hits and he starts cutting another Promo without the microphone just in the camera It's like, come on I think you've got your extra 15 minutes in there now (laughs) Um, Okay, from the sublime To the ridiculous Meng versus Wrath Wrath being, I guess Probably quite a recently departed Adam Bomb from WWF Meng being Haku just two men zero interest in watching wrestling each other basically we,
2: we talked a ago <laughs> about not needing to see meng haku in a match he can be an enforcer type guy we mm-hmm. don't we don't need to see him in the ring and i felt like the, the worst bit about it because i thought this surely won't go on very long it'll be fine it'll be over soon probably went on a little bit longer than i was hoping it would but i felt like i like, are they trying to build Wrath? That's what I came away from it it's thinking. Said, me too. He's not going to be your guy. Everyone knows he's not going to be your guy. That's exactly what I thought as
1: well. They're they're trying to build him up. He's doing sentons off the apron. And <laughs> yeah. He did a rock bottom at one point. He did. What was his finishing move, they were calling it? The Meltdown. They called it
2: the Meltdown. Yeah. Power like slam that, type thing.
1: That's mm. just an Adam Bomb reference. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. Wrath wins. Pump handle slam into a power slam. Whenever people are wrestling Haku Meng these days, I just think, oh, like, like, don't hit him properly. Don't hit him because you'll just regret it. it'll Bite your nose off or something. <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, this sucked.
2: But but business was about to pick up. Yes, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen,
1: Lee Marshall. Is it? At the, oh, they've got him in the right place now. He's on the. Is it the internet location?
2: Yeah, internet location. He's with. <laughs> when I saw him, I thought, "Oh, Russ is going to be so happy."
1: Brilliant! They they brought him back. Um, Lee Marshall with Billy Kidman. They seem to be talking about his. They were asking him, "Do you prefer Disco or or Hoovey? Because they've got that match coming up, but Kidman looked like he just rolled out of bed.
2: There was a little bit of comment. I, I remember WWF doing this with Matt Hardy for a bit, where it basically referenced that Disco is definitely over the weight limit, but nobody's making any issue of it. And Kidman mm-hmm. even mentions it. He's, he's not cruiserweight sized. And I thought, I wonder if that'll be a thing that they'll go with. But yeah, Kidman seemed pretty disinterested. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you know what?
1: Every time Disco Inferno's brought up, Now, all I can hear in my head is Disco Fever, Disco (laughs) Fever, over and over. It's haunting me. Uh, Okay, so that brings us to our third match. It's a number one contender match for the Cruiserweight title. The aforementioned Disco Inferno, who is cheating the system, is taking on Juventut Guerrera. Disco's twice his size. Yeah. Like his last pay-per-view is fighting a woman So he's making one step up On the, the rung He's now fighting men that are a lot smaller than him Maybe 19 at 9 I'll see him facing off against someone His own size yeah. um, I loved The juice in this match I was getting Huge one 2 three Kid vibes from him um, nice. I just I just I really wish he'd won, and I really wish we'd got Kidman versus Hoventood because I think it would have been amazing.
2: Yeah, yeah, it, it's like the tease, but they're not going to pay it off with what you want. It's like um... classic
1: Vince McMahon
2: tactics: we will not give you what you want. You will, <laughs> cheer for Roman Reigns. <laughs> like the the, the thing. That depressed me instantly. And I don't know why this crossed my mind, but obviously, we've how many more Havocs have we got? We've got two more Phew. after this. Yeah. yeah. So I was thinking of everyone, maybe other than Goldberg or Sting or something like that, of everyone, if somebody would say to me, who will appear on these other shows, I was like, I bet it's Disco. I just bet <laughs> Disco is on the next two.
0: Hold on, let me confirm. <laughs> no. No, I don't see oh, him. Oh. And, oh, there he is! WCW
1: <laughs> World Cruiserweight Title Match: Disco Inferno versus Lash LaRue.
0: <laughs> Who the f... Corporal C- Cajun?
1: Nope. We don't know but, him. Yeah. he's still he's still cruiserweight. They're still doing that gimmick a year later. Amazing. <laughs> Fair play. Fair play. Long term. <laughs>
0: Uh,
2: this is just the start of his, this is like his Cody Rhodes thing. This is just the start or last year was just, or the year before was just the start of his journey and it's going to pay off. Finish the
1: story. <laughs> or you could say finish the dance. Disco. Ooh, yeah. The thing that always makes me laugh is he's such a gimp, but there's always people in the crowd dancing. They're so do you think it. he's like, but I'm over?
2: Like, yep, yeah, probably. Want. Yeah. Um, what uh, think of the match? I I, I quite enjoyed it. Like the, there's there's plenty in what uh, what Juve uh, does that is entertaining. I mean, you know, he's gonna throw himself around, but I think he's quite good at making what he does look impactful,
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, rather than just looking like it's for the hell of it. Um, and you had the the sort of quite good dynamic that he was working with a much bigger guy. Uh, so he could do it totally made sense the high spots he was going for he could do a lot of bumping which he did I always now worry when I see like some of these moves I just worry for their safety uh, when he's you know Frankenstein are off the top and things like that but he's he, he seems like he's, he's pretty given what he's doing relatively safe um, I thought I, I was wanting that match I was wanting uh, Uv to win, and yep. then uh, move on to to the next match. But there was a slight, I don't know, feeling of inevitability yeah, about it. This absolutely. was Disco's moment. So was it? Uh, uh, what did he do? Was it a pile driver? Yeah, it the, like a
1: jumping pile driver. Jumping yep. pile driver.
2: Yeah, but there were some some nice moves. You know, you can see it's a lot of offense by Uv that looked cool. It just Entertains you, um, yeah. and disco kind of trying to slow it down. That's fine. That's kind of logical. Um, he, every time I see disco, there's something he does in a match that makes him look like an idiot. The Macarena Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <sighs> he did it in both matches. Yep. Stop it. Yep. Um, guess what <laughs> match they did on Nitro the following night?
2: Oh, did did they did they do who V V Kidman? Ah. Oh, and we, we, we didn't get That's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> of course
1: they did. Let's do that one on the free TV. Screw over all those people that paid for the pay per view. Yeah. So Disco gets through and, and he'll be taken on.
0: He'll be taken on. Kidman. Um, yeah. Okay. This, this pay per view I, I I thought.
1: It's funny because I was thinking about it earlier and I was thinking, I actually quite like this pay per view. Now we're talking about it, I'm like, <laughs> what was I liked about it? But uh, back in the aisle, Scott Steiner. <sighs> what does this mean? He's got a freak on one side, a freak on what the other side, and a freak in a box. Does that mean he killed someone
2: in Vegas? I, what, I, I, genuinely, I what does that so. mean? I I I don't know. Like when I see him with a mic, I just think, oh no. And then he, he said something like, "Big Papa Pump is in town and ready to pound." And I thought, well, that, that can only really mean one thing. But fair play, yeah, you. you do your thing. Taking uh-huh.
1: flares, gimmick. <laughs>
0: He's
2: such a funny cat. Like such a, I don't necessarily mean funny. haha. ha. There's just something so ridiculous about what this character is.
1: <laughs> You've no idea what he's going to say when he opens his mouth. Uh, freak on one side, freak on the other, freak in a box. Take a look inside. He says, <laughs> Freak in a box. Uh, what did you think when the giant sort of just wandered
2: out from behind him? Was he smoking uh, yeah. at that point when he's going to I don't think no? so. I think it's just when he comes <laughs> down for the match that he's smoking. He's having his pre match cigarette. Uh, yeah, when I saw the giant, I thought, okay, so he's gonna be in his corner, but they change it, don't they? They switch it yeah. so it's a tag match. Oh god, JJ Dillon comes out just to just to really liven things out. Yeah, things. Up.
1: He's like, JJ like J J Dillon is like Did I hear you right? that you think <laughs> that you can he's like sort of popped out a trapdoor somewhere where somebody <laughs> needs a, a match confirming? Um so he confirms that Steiner and who who's the tag team champions Giant and Scott Steiner. Giant and
2: Scott Steiner. Yeah.
1: Will take on Rick Steiner and Marcus Buff, Buff Bagwell. Yeah. But JJ is holding them to a 15 minute match. After that, with your brother. <laughs> yeah. I was kind of thinking. So what if he beats him after a minute? Because he's like, you will go 15 minutes with your brother. So <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right, JJ. He's giving away the the finish. <laughs> Yeah. We're, we're years away from those uh, those television title going in mm. 15... Remember we went through a period of like every, every year. I can't believe I feel like I miss those right now. <laughs> Bring back Stone Cold versus uh, Steve Austin versus who was mm. it? Um, it, it dust, Dustin.
2: Dustin. It was always Dustin.
1: So yeah, we're going to have Scott and the Giant defending their tag titles against Buff, the stuff, and Rick Steiner. Buff, or Marcus, was a bit of a tag team specialist back in those early 90s. Yeah, he uh, yeah, was.
0: Yeah. Him and,
1: was it him and Too Cold Scorpio? Were like I think
2: he did team with Too yeah. Cold Scorpio, yeah.
1: Every time we have one of these just, just horrible promos, I think we're going to get to a decent match, but oh. there's not many decent matches on this, is there? Right. It's okay. okay, we'll
2: get to one. It's okay.
1: okay. Yeah. Um our next match is like the equivalent of like a Sunday night heat match. Yeah. Fit Finlay versus Alex Wright. So what what is Alex Wright here? Just a right. big strapping sexy dancing German beast? How
2: many do they need that are dancers?
1: <laughs> now that's very easy to say, but you weren't saying that when two cool were dancing about the ring. About you had your shades on and you're doing your <laughs> moves. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, that's fair. Now no, I, I, that, I wrote the exact same thing. Like one, da- is one dancing gimmick not enough?
2: Like they're so they're they're telling what threatened to be almost a little bit of a story here about Alex Wright's father being a wrestler and his career was ended, basically, by Fit Finlay. And you're like, all right, okay, bit of revenge for, for his dad, for his career being ended. But then he's dancing about. and like, come on, game face. You know, this is the guy that ended your dad's career. He's dicking yeah. about.
1: And, and Finlay's, like, just dripping with charisma. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you always hear like how good he is with helping people backstage, but I'm assuming it's not like with the, the charisma promos. side. It's purely the technical aspect of what he's doing. In the, the thing
1: is, he, he could probably batter everybody on this card. You get that impression? I'm, I'm sure
2: there's something about him here where he—he he, he like reminded me of a, you know, in the film Terminator Two. the the Terminator that just keeps coming back, but he's like expressionless, he's emotionless, all that. It kind of reminded me a bit of that.
1: Nice. He's he's pretty, he's pretty terrifying. You, you would never have thought you would never have looked at this card and, and I'll be like, pick out somebody that ends up on a money in the bank at WrestleMania. I don't think you'd have picked Fit Finlay. You could see Alex Wright or Disco Inferno doing a bit of dancing at the top of the (laughs) ladders. Um, Alex Wright wins this with an absolutely disgusting looking reverse neck breaker.
2: Yeah. I was I wasn't expecting the finish there. Um I don't know that the announcers were either.
0: Nah. It'd have been good if
1: they'd had Finley like wreck his leg or something like that as well. Yeah. Like, you could have a potential story there. We uh-huh. wouldn't have, we wouldn't have followed it or watched it, but come on. Yeah. Okay, it's Lee Marshall at the internet location. That's not like his voice. I'll stop that. Who who was this guy? This was Ernest the Cat Miller. Ah, oh. or was his was his name Elix Elix Skipper? Was that the same guy? I don't know if that's maybe same might be guy. mixing two different people up. It was definitely. He feels very TNA Elix Skipper. Uh, yeah, Ernest right. Miller was. That's definitely who that was. Um, Ernest Miller. I think I've mixed I felt two like there, there were
2: there was a moment during this where your 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 boy Lee Marshall was kind of stifling some laughter. I feel like <laughs> he was he was about to go a wee bit. He was doing his best to hold it together, but <laughs> I thought he was uh, he was falling off a wee bit a couple of times.
1: Well, I think I assume Ernest Miller's gimmick seemed to be that he was taking other people's um people's nicknames he was talking about mm-hmm. being what was he talking about being the real deal or something like that. and he's like you can't yeah. be the real deal there's already a real deal just <laughs> nonsense he wasn't even on the card or nothing
2: <laughs> it's just weird you're right they definitely deliberately went long because there was no <laughs> need for
1: this so, so Ernest Miller was apparently in WWE between 2002 and
0: 2004 okay he served
1: as an announcer for Velocity. Right, okay. Oh. How did we not Maybe recognize him? a charismatic him? guy. I'm sure. Um, next up, another, another wrestling observer, Observer 5 star ca- uh, candidate, Lodi, who seems to have taken on the ECW sign... Was it, was it a Dudley sign guy? Yeah, sign sign, guy Dudley. He's,
2: he's trying to be sign guy Dudley. Um, the signs mean more to him than the match. And they were very clear about that. What did you think of Perry Saturn's get-up? The look of the... Oh, extraordinary. I mean, he's, he's got... I don't know where to begin. Like, the berry really added something to the whole get-up, but... Oh, uh, when when he walked out, I just I did actually say, "Wow, <laughs> wow!"
1: He looked straight at the village people. The moustache <laughs> doesn't help, but yeah, never seen him look like this before. No, um, that, that, do you know what's funny? And I think we've said this before. I think we've had Saturn and Raven when we were going through 98, they had mm-hmm. a fair few matches. Uh, I think he wrestled Goldberg at one point as well. Like Saturn can wrestle. He, he Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he can go in the ring, and he's got good um, suplexes on him. Uh, he hits a Death Valley driver as his finisher. Uh, he's really good, but he's just so wasted. So mm-hmm. wasted.
2: Yeah, because when you think, I suppose, of everyone... I'm sure I've heard Bruce Pritchard saying that when they were getting the four guys they actually thought he had huge upsides. He's, he's bigger. He's bigger than Ben Juan Guerrero. Mm-hmm. He's, he's more muscular. He can go in the ring. He is what what do they call it? The airport test. He would pass the airport test as they call it which is if you, if you see that guy in an airport he stands out. I think somebody, he stands out in yeah. the crowd. Yeah. Um, but I assume just maybe holding himself together was a bit of a problem.
1: Nice. Uh and he's went on, he's got the Tyson tattoo on his face and all that, hasn't he? Mm. These days. Yeah. Um, and he had the whole moppy thing. Uh oh, after remember he I forgot he, about that. He absolutely battered some some job guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shame it wasn't Lodi. Um
2: yeah. I thought he was good at it when this was started. <laughs> I've got it. Early in my notes, he's going to kill this guy.
1: <laughs> did you see what Lodi was wearing?
2: Oh, I can't remember it now.
1: They were like as tight as you can get leather shorts, mm, but like leather hose yeah. and they had like um, what did they have? They had like uh, steel rings round them, as if they were supposed to be attacked. And Disturbing. 1998's got a lot to answer for, I think. (laughs) Saturn
0: wins. Death Valley Driver. Yeah. Uh, Okay. How many matches on this card? Twelve. Plenty more.
1: Twelve? We're only halfway through this card. Goodness me.
2: this was a long one.
1: Uh, It's time for a second helping of Disco Inferno. Um, This time he has earned the right to take on Billy Kidman, Cruiserweight Champion. Um, first line of my notes, Disco Inferno is really annoying me, but not <laughs> not in a heel heat type of way just in a, for Christ's sake get him off the TV type of way
2: Yeah, there's a point where he starts like mocking Kidman, but I couldn't tell what for, I couldn't tell if it was for being young, which didn't really, you know, I what? get annoyed by people being young, but I don't feel like I can mock them for it Is he saying
1: something like turn the TV down or something like that, is that
2: yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. The thing is, they mentioned Kidman's 24. It's not yeah. like he's like 18 or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, this, I was quite looking forward to seeing Kidman, but this match kind of annoyed me because it was clear that I think Disco struggled to keep up with
2: who Jude.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. He,
2: he then, really struggled yeah. to keep up with Kidman. Yeah. I. I I don't think... I mean, he's clearly not going to have the same pace, stamina, energy as those two guys, so having him be the one that has two matches didn't really make sense. Um, it's like he... There's definitely a point where he's, he's shouting, show me something, you punk, Kidman, and stuff like that. And, and then he's, like, gyrating on the turnbuckle and then missing his leap off the top. <laughs> and stuff. He just comes across as an idiot. Um <laughs> and uh, there's one thing that i quite liked but maybe wasn't prominent or quite prominent enough i felt like bobby heenan was really trying to talk up kidman as like a future superstar oh nice he's talking about he's 24 he's already achieved this and that how good is this guy going to be and all that you know he's he's trying to, to build something i think they're they do this through a few of the matches, but they're starting talking about Warrior and Hogan and things like that, and he's he's at least trying to give Kidman something.
1: That's funny, because they do go, certainly during this match, they start talking about the sort of young roster that they've got. Mm-hmm. They talk about Kidman, they talk about Rey Mysterio, they talk about somebody else. And this is on a card that's got Hogan versus Warrior. Yeah. yeah, And Goldberg versus DDP. I... Yeah funny Um Kidman's shooting star press is always quite a quite a sight very lazy shooting star yeah. press yeah kind of like a fish diving at the water sort of thing yeah. good though good to see that, that disco did not prevail at least
0: <laughs> oh dear
1: okay our next match is for the tag team titles the champions Scott Steiner and the giant taking on Rick Steiner and Buff Bagwell the Giants back to smoking on his way out the ring. What's the story?
0: What? Here? I don't know. I don't get it. Like,
2: why are they trying to make it look like he's unprofessional? Are they trying to make it look like he thinks this is a cakewalk, so there's no issue if that's the case. I, I get it a bit more. But, yeah. I, and I also thought, so they've got him coming out smoking. And then a little bit later on, they have it, well, certainly make it look like Scott Hall's going to come out drinking. And I was like, again, you know, both those things happening on this show. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, Yeah. Uh, Like, this, the the, the turn, like, we know the turn is coming. We know that Bagwell's clearly still with NWO, but they don't even make an effort here. I think Bagwell just basically walks in the ring and starts punching yeah. Rick Steiner within a minute of the match Starting yeah. um, And to be fair it, If you Take this from the start of this Match to the end of the Rick versus Scott Match we're telling a story right? Mm-hmm. And it's a good story Coming out the other end For Rick Steiner but I guarantee you It never went anywhere
2: the, the first thing that confused me But I suppose they maybe kind of Clear that up is once Buff has turned, he leaves. And I was thinking, well, why would you not stay and and make make it three on one? one? You're going to destroy him. And then Rick kind of gets going and he gets some offense on the go. And he is going to go on to win this match, which gets him the tag titles, which is a story in itself, because, you know, who's his partner? Buff's Mm -hmm. turned on him and all that. But it also gets him the match against Scott, the one-on-one match, which Buff is then involved in. But if they'd just taken care of Rick in the first instance and just three-on-one beat him down, you never would have needed to do this later involvement thing.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. He would have to go away and change into a suit and put a Bill Clinton mask on, yeah. Yeah. and then the uh, well, so <laughs> the giant hit the giant goes for a missile drop kick. Now, yeah, right, okay, Fab, but Scott Steiner's holding him with his arms behind him, right? So even yeah. if Big Show, if the giant had hit a missile drop kick, he would have still flattened Scott Steiner. <laughs> Nevertheless. Scott Steiner sells it like um like eagles flying, like yeah. he's been shot at a cannon. It's brilliant. <laughs> um Rick then hits a big bulldog from the top rope on on Giant.
2: I think it is on Giant, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um and wins a tag team title. It's a cool story, like you said. Yeah. The crowd are loving it. They're going mad. Oh, yeah. Um and then we immediately go into Rick versus Scott. A giant tries to get involved, um, but that (laughs) I'm like, I've got it written here. Why does that not mean it's a DQ? But anyway, um, Scott, I think, hits a low blow on Rick, and it's at that point that Bill Clinton comes out. This must be right in the middle of impeachment and all that for Clinton, I, I assume. Yeah, I think
0: so.
2: There was, uh, there was another. A little bit of an ugly moment. I think Rick catches Scott as he leaps off the top and and drops him. It didn't look great. It oh, really? Dangerous. I think that was just before Buff made his appearance. Um, but I was I was again confused by like the rules because we're told it's no DQ, or well, that's speculation. There's that no DQ this yep. match. That's yep. what the announcers are talking about. But G- JJ has said one on one. He gets him one on one. I don't get how those two things can coexist one-on-one, but no DQ. Um, Yeah, bit of a mess. But I I like Rick Steiner in this role. I I like the fact that, you know, there's no doubt Scott, if you look at those two, Scott turning, I think, made sense. Scott aligning with the NWO made sense. Um, And Rick being this kind of wronged, downtrodden, but I'm going to fight guy, I liked.
1: Yeah, me too. He's good, at it. and I think, I think we saw this in some of the air. At least one earlier, have mm. I think Rick's a lot better in the ring than I ever gave him credit for. I think Scott yeah. overshadows him. Um, yeah, he's great. He's really good. And then, um,
0: yeah, I, I was just <laughs>
1: going to say, uh, you you were what, what did you say there? that made me think of something. Oh, about the rules. Schiavone (laughs) says, Oh, we should just make all the matches no DQ or something like that. Yeah. Just so, he's like so outwardly flippant about like the way that WCW's run a few times during this pay per view. There's
2: there's a point where um, Buff tries to use the ref's arm to count the three on Rick, but Rick kicks out. So the fact that Buff is in control of the ref like he's a puppet <laughs> but you have to honour the fact that Rick actually kicked out so can, that, that, that's where rules matter here
1: Amazing and at that point Buff launches Charles Robinson head first between the, the bottom and second well, rope yeah. they could have killed him I think uh, Nick Patrick comes running out after it's, it's Nick Patrick, he's obviously not NWO anymore Hmm yeah. Yeah, yes, because last, last
2: year he had the neck problem <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where he
1: could only count to two. Uh, he's looking at Danny McGrind earlier here.
2: An earlier ringing of the bell. like the, the, the timekeeper was ringing the bell and I was like, it's no DQ, so there can't be a DQ. But I'm sure when Nick Patrick does the three count, the bell rings again so that must have been an accidental bell ring earlier. Oh,
0: yeah. so,
1: so Rick, Rick, I've officially wins, doesn't he? Yeah. After Bill Dogan yep. Scott's good for him. He's got two belts. Do you know who he ended up with as his tag team partner? No. No, I mean, neither. Yeah. That kind of <laughs> sounded like I did, didn't it? <laughs> it did. My yeah. bad. Um, no, I don't know. I don't really care, to be honest. Yeah, fair enough. Let's see if Rick Steiner is defending the tag team titles a year from now. Nope. <laughs> oh my god. We shall oh, no. discuss what that's going to be later. Um, <laughs> okay, wasn't it weird that, that Hall versus Nash gets this big long video package, and no other match did? Yeah, that was quite strange. Um, this is sickening. I did not. I had no idea they did this. I I, no, I remember WrestleMania eighteen when it was Austin Hall stuff, and they were they were sort of using the Hall as an alcoholic. Yeah. Um, gimmick, and at that didn't Austin pour beer all over him and all that sort of stuff?
2: Yeah, that was pretty horrendous.
1: But I didn't know they did this. This is yeah, a little bit shameful. Um, doing the whole haul as uh, an alcoholic, or he's abusing alcohol gimmick recently. Th- the so
2: they're talking about that, and the, the two of them have well, Hall has turned on Nash, and he's is he black and white, NWO and Nash is both that? I yes. Is, is the way it's yeah. gone. Um, and it, it kind of, I felt it really belittled it when they start talking about being all about money. That seemed to be the thing that they were going towards. It was all yeah. about money.
1: I've had, I've had personal um, problems and made some bad but, decisions with money and all this.
2: Whereas you, you could have gone, like, if you want to, and I don't really like it, but if you want to play in the angle of real problems Hall's having because he comes out pretending to be drunk here and holding a drink um, you can basically make it like a tough love uh, uh-huh. resentment at being told what to do uh, you know, th- th- there's a story there that would come of... across as far more important and authentic.
1: It did kind of seem that that's what they were going for, like Hall wasn't a, well Hall wouldn't hit them.
2: towards, uh, yeah
1: And And, Hall was kind of doing the whole, like, he's still my friend. He's having problems type of thing. Yeah. Fast forward five minutes and Hall going, take another one. Take a double this time. He's
2: taking the piss. He's mocking him for it. And, you know, I suppose maybe you could argue as he hit breaking point, as he had enough, um, as he just started ranting. But, like, I, I was very uncomfortable with that. 'cause I always remember more the WWF side. Do you remember what they did with Hawk? Um, oh, yeah. Where they they had him like who's off, the, to Titan jump off the Titan off the Titan Tron. Yeah. and and then draws pushing him off or something like that. Um but like when it when you know it's real, I get a little bit like uh I, like I don't know how they're comfortable doing this as a story and I, I kinda hate the fact it would ever be brought to them to do it. Like mm-hmm. oh I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll make you an alcoholic on TV. Oh right. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Sort of thought,
1: yeah. when we had the the one sided, you know, Hall was just beating him up mm-hmm. and Nash was refusing to engage, I was like, okay I can I can kinda get this out uh, uh, Comes across like Nash is not on board with, it. but like I say, once he turns the corner and starts saying stuff, you know, he's pretending to open a can and and drink mm-hmm. it and all that. Yeah. it's just like, oh no, no, nah, I don't like this. Yeah, not a fan.
2: I I hadn't really seen the because they do uh, the, the the finish when they get there. Basically, I think it's it's two jackknife power bombs by by Nash and Hall, and then he doesn't go to cover him he just walks away. That's, walk that's the crotch, crotch chops. Didn yeah. <laughs> didn't really necessarily seem like the moment to be doing that either, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it just walks away, and I didn't mind that. I didn't mind the, you know, if they hadn't done the him mocking him, him doing the have another one, him doing all that, and he just call, keeps coming at him, and he's eventually like, you know what, nah, I'm just going to end this, and power bombs him or whatever, and, and then just walk walks off. away. I've had yeah. enough of this, I, yeah.
1: absolutely. It's so absolutely. funny, we talk about WCW like this all the time But If you it, It's almost like they have so, so the outsiders right So how they invade WCW to start with Amazing idea At some point We're going to have you two feud And break mm-hmm. up Amazing I Think how big a match that'll be Kevin Nash versus Scott Hall The two guys that started all yep. this And it's just like and it's then they like give it to a four year old, and the four year olds like like
2: starts drawing with a crayon how they're going to get there, and it's yeah. just a mess. And you you would think if if you went back to when you know when they debuted, and then say you know the Hogan turn, um, if you were to say that there and then, oh you know long term, here's what's going to happen. You're thinking that's like the Starcade main event. You're Absolutely. thinking that's the biggest match you'll see, but it felt buried, and you know, we'll talk about the next match for that as well, it felt like they were positioning it as unimportant.
1: Absolutely. And, and you know, like, they almost gave more importance to Scott versus Rick Steiner, which mm-hmm. again, probably should have high importance, as brother versus yeah. brother and all that, but on a card full of cuff, mm. like, this could have been the first match on the card and it, it would have sort of popped a lot bigger, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it sucked. Have they two? Uh, am I right in thinking SummerSlam? It was Diesel Razor and and Sean was in one corner, and is it Walter Payton's in another corner? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, I was trying to think if I'd seen these two go against each other, but I, I think that that is that. I can't I can't remember what year that would be ninety, ninety four, ninety five, maybe.
2: Yeah, I don't particularly want to see them go against each other in this era, but I can see the logic in doing it if you do it right. Mm-hmm. I think in the WWF days, I would like—you know—I would have liked to have seen them go against. They were two big guys, two guys who were always pretty near the top of the cards, not always mm-hmm. at the top, but near the top. And uh, they, you sort of had the, the sort of Michaels involvement dynamic and all that. And I think it, it made sense. I loved them as the Outsiders. I thought, you know, they're just ridiculously cool. But unfortunately, we didn't really get it long
1: enough. So I'm glad you brought that up because at one point, one of the commentators says that the Outsiders were one of the, I think they either say they're one of the best tag teams of all time or they are the best tag team in the world or something like that, right? How many times do you think they tagged together as the Outsiders?
2: Oh God, it's going to be like, Seven that,
1: times. I'm talking like, uh, so I'm talking WCW. Then they're very small. stain WWF, and they did some um, matches
2: in TNA. Okay, I'll
1: go twelve. It, it's more than that. <laughs>
2: okay, okay. This so would have played better if I yeah. said you know twenty five. But, but
1: then th- that, you know, if you guessed how many times the New Age Outlaws uh, tagged together, it would probably be in the hundreds, right? Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hall and Nash tagged together twenty-one times.
2: Okay. Yeah, you can't really call them the greatest tag team ever. I don't think for that. <laughs> Bit of a stretch. <sighs> okay.
1: We talked about Hall and Nash being well. We didn't use the word stream match, but if you'd if you'd done yeah. it by right, it could have been. And you could talked be, about potential starcade main event. Here's another one: Bret Hart versus Sting
0: how good does that sound yeah but the thing is it is good mm-hmm.
2: they just don't why is this not a main event why is this there's two <sighs>
1: more matches after this it's
2: crazy yeah. I mean, Bret Hart was the man for several years in WWE WWF before he jumped, before all the controversy, if he wasn't number one, he was number two. He mm-hmm. was one of the top guys for several years before making the move. Sting was like Mr. WCW. He he was the guy. Uh, you could say Ric Flair, you could say some others, but he was kind of the guy.
1: Yeah, flag bearer. Yeah,
2: and... It feels like, when when this started, I wasn't sure how the chemistry would be, because I don't really think of these two as having matches together, but mm-hmm. um, I thought, I wonder how this will work out. They lean into the sharpshooter and the scorpion um, being similar moves, they talk yes. about that a little yep. bit. Yep. Um there's always this sort of perception Bret Hart has a chip on his shoulder and I think he's good at playing that guy that has a chip on his shoulder um, and wants to be the man because um, you, you kind of know it's probably a bit real. <laughs> yeah, um,
1: yeah, 100%. And
2: yeah, they've, they've laid everything out. There's plenty here. And then... It's third on a card behind, you know, one of the worst matches of all time and a bloody title match. They didn't even show the people who bought the pay-per-view. But this is Stargate pay-per-view, surely every day of the week. This 100%. is a, pre- a main event, rather. Yeah, main yeah. Event.
1: So so think back, you know, like a year on from Montreal where, where Bret Hart's defended the WWF title against Shawn Michaels. You, you can't have thought, like, a year from now, I'll be third or fourth from the, the top in WCW. It's just, it's just crazy. But at the same time, I, I think I texted you a couple days after saying I'm still thinking about that Bret Hart versus, I really, really liked it. I think that's just more just to do with like the state of the card, the state of some of the wrestlers on the card. And then Bret Hart gets in the ring and he's just, just
2: like poetry in motion to watch. He's, he's so good, but do you know what caught me off guard? And I've seen him do it before, but I don't know if I ever quite hit like this when he did it. The viciousness. Hmm. Um. You know, we'll get there, but there's a point where I was like, "Oh, that's."
1: That's, that's not my brain
2: <laughs> <doing> dude. That that's. <laughs> <laughs> so when he did it, if if somebody else did it, I'd probably be like, eh, "Yeah, whatever." But him doing it felt a bit different. It mm. did a bit different. Do
1: you know but can you tell me, I think we say, I say this a lot, is there anything that sums up WCW more than Bret Hart getting in a ring and the commentator saying, we don't expect a technical wrestling match here, folks.
2: What the hell was that? I
1: think it's Tanae that says
2: it as well, the guy that's Uh, all about the technicalities. Yeah, and I get they've built it up as there's a big grudge here, but Bret Hart you know, if he if he's not number one in terms of technical wrestling ability all time, he's in the conversation mm-hmm. for everyone, one, I think. Yep. But yes, yeah, it's not going to be a technical wrestling match. Of course not.
1: Sting looks weird here. Or was it because you can see his whole face? I thought he looked I really know, weird.
2: They, they talked right at the start when he came out about him having a sinister new look. But the only thing I really noticed was he had he had a he had a go- goatee, a goatee um, yeah. which I don't think was normal for him. But yeah, apparently it was a sinister new look. I wonder.
1: Yeah, he looked he looked different. He's obviously wearing the red. He's Wolfpack. Wolfpack mm-hmm. music's awesome. Yeah. Um, so let's get into the match then. It kind of starts off with Brett just sort of dominating, mm-hmm. and some of his moves are just. Crisp suplexes, uh, Russian legs, sweep, amazing, just amazing. But Brett, Brett, things turn. Brett goes for a drop kick for a second rope. Sting steps back and immediately pops on the, the Scorpion Deathlock, um, and that lets Sting take over. And it's at this point that Heenan says nobody can get on top here. It's it's back and forth, back and forth, and it's yeah. like, well, no. <laughs> you're definitely just been asked to say something because Bret yeah. Hart's been dominating this match. Yeah.
2: Really weird. Yeah. I, I liked I think it was maybe very soon after this. Um Bret Hart, he, he does a leapfrog and goes down clutching his knee, fearing yeah. a knee injury. He he does that very well. I've seen him do it in other matches, but he does it he does it very well.
1: He's a good heel. I don't ah. think he gets enough credit for uh, for being such a good heel. Yeah. Uh they end up Fight into the outside, I think. Brett ends up after he's played possum, like you say there. He ends up pulling out brass knucks out his tights, um, but Sting, Sting um, knocks them off him and and tries to use them himself. I think the ref gets rid of them, does he?
2: He does, yeah. And I think Brett takes advantage advantage of that by hitting a low blow. uh, Nice. while, While the refs with tied up with Sting trying to get the knucks.
1: Um, yeah, something that I couldn't work out was how Sting didn't they manage to get counted out of this match. Um, mm. Brett's gone outside for ages and gets back yeah. in. The ref's at like four uh, yeah. and they've been going like two minutes inside. <laughs> um, Sting inadvertently elbows the ref and knocks yeah. him down. So Brett leg drops the ref. Yep. <laughs> That's amazing. Just for a good measure. Um they then they go at to the top and Sting hits a superplex and they land on the ref's legs. Yeah, and he's lying yep. face down,
0: so he's no <laughs> idea. Poor <True> ref? <laughs> uh,
1: then Sting goes for a stinger splash. I think they play it off like he's so excited that he, <laughs> <so> he goes <laughs> too high and it. hits his head yeah. off the the ring pole. Yeah. Is that yeah. what they were going for? Back? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. right. yeah. Um and it's at this point that, that you are aghast and you're hiding behind <laughs> your couch because Brett
2: starts hitting him with the baseball bat continuously. It is, oh, he's so vicious about it. Like, I'm thinking one hit will maybe do here, Brett, you know, but he's he's just really aggressively swinging the bat. Um, and I, as I said, if somebody else is doing it, I'm like, you know, if that's – Hogan or something with a bat hitting Sting. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I, I fully expect that. Well, it, it but I don't barely know if be just, touching
1: them. to be fair.
2: Well, well, yeah. But I don't know if I'm just so used to, you know, good guy, Brett, and even when he thought, a lot of people thought he was a bad guy, he still believed he was a good guy. He yeah. can't be justifying this yeah, to himself. That, yeah, that's
1: fair. Yeah. It's at this point that I was kind of thinking, so at, in 1988, at this point, WCW is basically like everybody's in a faction, right? So, uh-huh. so, so Bret Hart's swinging this baseball bat and, and knocking out Sting. So where's Conan or Nash yeah. or Lex Luger? Um, <laughs> no, that's me being picky, though, sorry. Uh, Sting is KO'd, sharpshooter's on, he can't tap out.
2: I kind of loved, because it's heel Brett here. It, it's, it's fully heel Bret. I actually really like that he put him in the sharpshooter. Like, there's no just go for a pin win because he's knocked out. He's putting him in the sharpshooter and the, the limpness as the arms drop when the ref's raising them, because obviously he's knocked out. I, I like that. I thought that played well into into the finish.
1: Again, going back to what you said, Like, I think Bret Hart would do that because he'd want to win by his signature move. Like, yeah, I, I need yeah, to win yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, um, and they play it up. Sting gets stretchered out, and he's away in an ambulance. Um, and, and thankfully, Bret Hart wasn't driving the ambulance or anything. Like Sting didn't end up coming <laughs> back later on. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I thought it was a good match. I wonder what it got
0: observer wise. What do you think? Mm, I don't know. Wow, one oh, and a half really stars. Worse?
2: How much? One and a half. One and a half. I was going to guess three and a quarter because uh, I don't think he would love it. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really entertaining. I thought the story was good. I thought, you know, Bret Hart, Bret Hart in the ring. Um, yeah,
1: that's unbelievable. Some of the other <laughs> negative five stars, um, like Hall Nash gets one star. Bagwell and Steiner versus versus Giant and and Scott Steiner got two stars So that was a better match Two and a quarter stars mm. for Kidman, Disco Inferno Maybe he just loved disco uh, Maybe Dave does look oh. like he would Listen to Disco Inferno's music In that like really <laughs> messy Room <laughs> of his And do the dance <laughs> I don't know why I'm referring to him as Dave Like I know him Your, your mate Dave Dave yeah Okay, okay, okay. So that was our. Was that your best match on the card? I know we've got yeah. two more. Yeah. I think so, yeah. yeah. Okay. So our boy, our boy retains the title. I just remember watching this and thinking, yeah, yeah, a proper love for Hart.
0: <laughs> uh, okay.
2: Hogan well, Warrior. Glad you enjoyed
1: that because we all know what's up next. So he can't use Ultimate Warrior, so he's The Warrior. Mm-hmm. It would be class if he was was the Dingo Warrior. No, yeah, that would <laughs> be good. I think that is the most bizarre name of all time. Yeah. Um, lots of weird stuff in the build-up for this, I think. Warrior, I think I text you saying that they've given him like a six-minute promo set, uh, segment, and he ran like 20 minutes talking about <laughs> Hogan doing coke and stuff. He's just... <laughs> Well, you know, like they talk about CM Punk with a live mic. <laughs> oh. you know, Scott Steiner and Ultimate Warrior on this card, and both got <laughs> both the microphone terrifying. Th- this must, you know, like everybody says this. They brought in Warrior so Hogan could get his win back, eh? WrestleMania 6. Yes. 100%. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, what can we <sighs> say about this? What can we say? I
2: uh-huh. had. Zero enthusiasm for this. Right? And then when it started, as soon as I heard Tony Schiavone say that in terms of wrestling ability, Warrior is one of the best ever. <laughs> I thought, no. Putting
0: the upside no. down. Do I'm think? sorry, Tony. You're wrong.
2: Um, I I was... I I hated this. Like, they do, like, Early on in the match, there's a test of strength. So it's like I, I thought: are they just trying to recreate a match? Yeah. And then you definitely message me about this. They do the crisscross rope run. Yeah. What the fuck?
1: I think it's Shivani's. Like, we've not seen that, mo- that. We've not seen that move for many years. Ah. <sighs> one of the stupidest yeah. things I've ever seen. You can imagine Hogan, though, thinking that that's... Let's take it back, brother. Let's run it back. Because that's, <sighs> that's pretty much what a, a good portion of that WrestleMania six match was, crisscrossing and test of strength. Yeah, yeah. There's a funny yeah. bit after that where Hogan actually has to beckon Warrior closer to him. He, like, <laughs> waves to him to come across. <laughs> um, And the... the there's a ref bump not long after that as well and you can see it coming from like so
2: far away. It's, yeah like, when because we we thought, oh uh, Nick Patrick's not must not be NWO anymore and he's the ref in this and then Hogan knocks him down and then he basically does what Bret Hart did in the last match which is he just puts a little exclamation on it by deliberately dropping a knee on him (laughs) Oh uh, he does, he does, it looks so awkward as well, looks like it actually hurt him Yeah um, and then he's calling for the NWO help, and as it giant comes yeah. out, um, and ah, oh, there's some sort of shit show with giant. He, he hits Hogan by mistake when Warrior moves. It's another one of those type situations. Yeah. And Stevie Ray and Vincent are out. Stevie Ray. Stevie
0: yeah,
2: Ray yeah,
1: was. he was. He was, Hollywood, he was uh, NWO Hollywood. Yep. <sighs>
2: Um, and uh, Warrior seems to have no problem dealing with either of them, I suppose that's, that's fair enough. Um, he try, he tries he, to pin Hogan when the ref's like, line knocked it does. out. And the ref <laughs> is very obviously down. It's not like you know you wouldn't notice. Um, <laughs> I've just remembered some of the happens.
1: <laughs> oh no. Sorry, go on, keep going. Um,
2: there's a, I think there's an actual suplex by Hogan. What? Um, and then there's some belt use, which yes. is a classic heel Hogan thing. Whipping, whipping warrior like a government mule. Um, I've just got in my notes. Then I am so ready for this to be over. Um, warrior kicks Nick Patrick at one point by mistake. It looks, <laughs> I've got, I've got written warrior misses his splash. <laughs> Hogan moved out the way about ten minutes before he landed.
1: Oh, the the jumping on his back thing.
2: Yeah, yeah, and it's at,
1: it's at this point that I need to try and need to try and talk this through. So Hogan's standing pretty much directly in the middle of the ring, Warriors over one side of the corner, lying down. Any he, he like Sonic the Hedgehog rolls from one side of the ring all the way to the other end of the ring, runs out of room of where to roll to, so he run, rolls back in the middle of the ring and knocks Hogan over. He's like a kid rolling down down a hill.
2: Oh, bring bring back Roddy Piper. Yeah. So at this point you realise
1: the crowd are completely dead. Like
2: people <laughs> and they are just should be sort of be sitting so up there. For this.
1: But no. Nah. Hogan then <laughs> empties out a wee baggie with the um, the fireball stuff that he's got, the little bit of paper and the light. He he goes to light it it doesn't light. Warrior completely sells it like he's been hit by the fireball
0: and then it explodes in Hogan's face. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. It oh, It's so bad. It's class.
1: Good job he didn't have that um, wig on from last year. It might have sinned some of the hair off.
2: I loved uh, Warrior's reaction to nothing because he's like, "There's nothing happens to him." He really, dies sells backwards him. like
1: he's been <laughs> shot in the face. Uh, I think H- Hogan drops a leg, and it's at that yeah. point that. Do you think they they sent Horace? H- they're like, "Oh, they've botched it." Send Horace Hogan out. Or do you think he was supposed to come out?
2: I mean, I I thought because of what Hogan said earlier that he was always going to make his appearance. Um, yeah, because they they're sort of playing it as if oh he's coming out he's gonna hit Hogan because he comes out with a chair, is that right? <laughs> I think, yeah, and I think you're supposed to be thinking oh he's gonna hit Hogan. Warrior's doing his hulking up thing. Um, Bishop, does Bishop distract the ref? Grabs the ref. <laughs> um, and yeah, Horace hits Warrior with the chair, and I was stunned, obviously. <laughs> um,
1: I've got here. can you botch getting in a ring? Because if so, Horace
2: Hogan just did it. It's here that I've maybe been a little bit unfair in my notes. Oh dear. I know it feels like you can't possibly be unfair criticising this man, but... The ref, just... He's, he's going to count the, the pin, right? Bischoff has had the ref, like, <laughs> grabbed the ref. He's had him for ages. <laughs> now, last year, at this very event... Larry Zabisco was a special ref and called for the replay on the screen, thinking, mm-hmm. I'm not sure about what's going on here because I've been distracted just before this has all gone down. But this ref never even thought of asking, never thought of summing fishy here, just thought, it's oh, fine, I'll just count the pin. no bother.
1: Are you saying WCW made decisions and didn't think to future-proof <laughs> the decisions they were making? Maybe,
2: maybe it's only if you're a legendary special guest ref that you're allowed to call for the replay.
1: Could be. Yeah. yeah. Did yeah? So Hogan gets the win. Shocking. Um, did, did they then try to set Warrior on fire?
2: Yeah. Yeah. They started pouring gasoline or what was supposed to be gasoline I think the announcers were even like selling the smell of it Um, and then someone's trying to light a match and then um, I think the security are, are getting quite annoyed, they're like this is ridiculous, can't be setting a guy on fire, come on now
1: If anybody could be set, well the Fiend clearly well, obviously got set on fire by Randy mm. Orton years later, but if anybody could get set on fire it'd be Warrior He'd appear mm. in a mirror somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> in Hogan's <laughs> dreams. You would say he kinda be long for, for employment after this, nah. I guess. Yeah. Oh dear. What a mess. So I, I think negative five stars is probably a bit harsh.
0: Do you not? No. No? no? no. Negative five stars.
2: Brilliant. Yeah, I just quickly checked the next pay per view, and Warriors not on it.
1: Oh, you know, that's yeah. a shame. Um, okay, so unfortunately for some of the American audience, they they missed out on the end of that. They never got to see Horace Hogan redeeming himself in the eyes of his uncle Hulk, mm-hmm. <laughs> Uncle Hulk. Um, <laughs> then we go to the World Heavyweight Championship match, which has had. Next to zero build up throughout the yeah. pay per view. Um, two guys, well, clear, clearly Goldberg's on his on his streak. I think he's up. Yeah, they talk about him They's... being one hundred and four, one hundred and fifty. Yeah, they say the
2: number. I, di- I didn't make note of it, but it's it's uh, definitely somewhere in the hundreds.
1: I like that both these guys had really big um, entrances. DDP's mm-hmm. uh, DDP's obviously really over as a face yeah. here yep. um, but I don't think Goldberg's heel either so that it's kind of like yeah. a face off of the two possibly the two best, considered to be the best wrestlers mm-hmm. in the company which is quite cool yeah um, Yeah. I've read before that this is Goldberg's best match in WCW uh, like, you imagine putting Goldberg and the Warrior in the ring together
0: oh my god
2: like he's he's pretty green still here, yeah. He like I like DDP. I, I like I've, I've always quite liked DDP, but he's you know he's proper like people's champion here, and he's he's really rolling with it. They're talking up the Diamond Cutter as a huge deal, and I think it was maybe one of the first times that it, it maybe felt like they could have gone. Like, taking it off Goldberg. It's maybe the yeah. first time that it would have felt like that. Um, but Goldberg
0: is terrifying in the ring. Like,
2: I mean, there's obviously, you know, he he's basically responsible for ending Bret Hart's career. He can't be the only one watching this. Like...
1: There's there, It's interesting because there's some things that happen that you think, oh, that was legit. Mm. So it kind of brings in aspects of watching a car crash sort of thing, because uh-huh. you're you're trying to work out as he actually hurt him. There's a time yeah. where they um, they go for the arm and collar tie up. Is that what we call that, arm and collar tie? up I
0: think so. It sounds uh, right.
1: And they they're like jostling like two bulls. With mm-hmm. their antlers, and they both end up flying out the ring. Yeah. And I just, I don't know how that can possibly be <laughs> choreographed. It yeah. just looked like they didn't mean it, and they both went flying out the ring. Mm-hmm. Goldberg looks like he shoot, suplexes TDP at one point. Uh huh. Like he can't get him up because he's, I don't know. Yeah. He's probably not supposed to be doing it. Uh
2: huh. And like he's selling, Goldberg's selling a sore shoulder. From a point in the match, and I did wonder, is that a genuine shoulder problem? Because I think that was maybe before that suplex, and I was looking thinking I don't think he's got him. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he has any control over what he is doing with TDP. Yeah, mean neither. And, yeah. it, and it,
1: you know, like you think of that um, Saudi Arabia show where he, he had the the match with Undertaker. Oh. And ha, ha, you know, like watching stuff like this, how could anybody be surprised? Because yeah. he's doing this here, and this is in his,
0: in his peak of his powers sort of thing. Uh-huh. It's amazing. Yeah. And you wonder,
1: you know, like, if what what did they call the WC? Was it the power plant or something like that they called? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just wonder what a Goldberg would look like if he'd come through
2: somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because so I think much... they were just so keen to get him. On screen so quickly that they didn't take their time to help him learn, help mm-hmm. him develop. He's—I I didn't get the impression this guy's, you know, been on house shows doing the dark match for you know ages or anything like that. I think that basically, as soon as they saw him, they're like, "Yeah, get ready <laughs> get for telly. TV. It's yeah, <laughs> going on on Monday." Uh, I remember yeah. last
1: year he was involved in the match with um, Mongol McMichael, and he. He just made a complete mess of it. He speared him yeah, right yeah. onto the ref and all that. Yeah. There's, there's just, there's no. Everything's frantic and fast mm-hmm. and, and grabbing people and falling over. Yeah. He goes yeah. for a spear right in the corner. DDP misses and he, he ends up like moving the ring five inches, uh-huh. smashing off the the ring pole. Yeah. Um, I think I think you do. You 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 can definitely buy DDP beating him here. Uh huh.
2: Yeah. So there's yeah. a point where DDP hits the diamond cutter. Yeah. Um. I think it's just so Goldberg's gone for the jackhammer, but can't can't execute it. DDP hits the diamond cutter, and if I didn't know better, because I did know the outcome of this one, I would have been like, "Oh, there it is, New champ." Um, because the ah. the way they hype the diamond cutter, obviously at this time nobody's kicking out of it.
1: Yeah. Um, Goldberg <sighs> kicks it at like two point one. Yeah. So
2: early, it's like, come on, yeah.
1: Milk the drama. The fans if, are If I'm
2: DBK, well that's pro- other than maybe getting half killed in the match. That's probably the bit that's pissed me off because uh-huh. kick out at the last possible <laughs> second, and that is is moved to some extent protected. But yeah, I'm just kicking it easy. I'll just kick out.
0: No problem. And
1: he gets up and hits a jackhammer, basically. Yeah, yeah, and it's over. I would love to. I really need to go and watch that match that um, Regal gave Goldberg on an episode of Nitro, where he like, oh, he taught my lesson sort of thing, and, and went off script. Did have he not get it?
2: like? Did he, did he get fired for that, Regal? Mm, I'm not sure, or or maybe just another reason because I think he had some problems at the time. But yeah, um, yeah I think I, th- I should have heard him speak about it, where he's been like, I, I went in, I had a, good intentions and then something happened either really early on or in the build-up, and it was like, nah, nah. <sighs> and he always had that slightly different style, Regal, anyway. Aye, um, aye, Yeah.
0: So there we go.
1: And they used that, they played this main event on, on Nitro the next night, and like I said, at the, at the beginning of the episode, that was the, the last time that they, they beat Raw in the ratings in it. Again, another thing that sort of sums up this post-1996 Bischoff era of WCW is that they just seem to be flying by the edge of their pants, relying on everything and anything they could to try and get one up.
0: Yeah. Is that unfair? That's
1: what it feels no. like. It feels no. like anything cheap that they could use, basically.
2: I think you, you, you quite often look at and I suppose you can you can maybe see elements of it. I think there's a, a common criticism which is they didn't build new stars. Now, if you look at the title match, they've actually got Goldberg and DDP who are two WCW guys. Um, yeah, yeah. But, you know, if you didn't know any better and you didn't know the order of the matches, you think it's Hogan Warrior that's your main event here right. because nobody's really mentioned the world title match.
1: Yep. DDP probably a bit the He's probably your main one that they've built. You know, looking over these, Havocs, he has been built from. He's just gradually went up the car yeah. as we've, as we've, as we've went forward and looked apart.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Eddie, is another one. Yeah, and he wasn't on that. On
1: this. that. Yeah. Not a Mysterio either. It's it's funny, but probably at this point they're probably fighting over getting on the pay per view cards because they've had that many. Such a big roster, yeah. Um, no dark matches. I don't think the uh, the Goldberg DDP match gets three and a quarter stars, which is just baffling. It seems
2: very generous,
1: it does indeed. I suppose if you're watching it live, it's probably quite exciting, yeah. Um, as far as the diamond cutter and, and kicking uh-huh. it and all that, yeah. So, there we go, a spectacle. Was 1998's Halloween Havoc?
2: If you looked at the card for 99.
1: Yeah, let's do it. So, 99, we're talking Blair Witch Project, aren't we? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, we'll watch that. That'll be a treat. Uh, when was the last time you watched Blair Witch Project?
2: That's a while. It's another one I saw at the cinema. I just, nice, I saw did it. you really? That's amazing. Yeah, and it was, at, um, it was a really late night showing. It was in Glasgow. I was visiting some pals and we went to see it. And um, There was a group of us and uh, a couple of the, the people we were with got really freaked out. And I remember me and uh, one of the two of the other guys getting back to the house that we were all staying in. And we started trying to, we went out and got some stuff from trees in the garden. We started trying to make the Little stick things, um, and just like left them in oh, the house. Like, in, in hindsight, what a dick move because I think they were quite freaked out by it. <laughs> but it seemed hilarious to me at the time. It was, it, it
1: was, it was very much a f- phen- phenomena pheno- phenomenon. Um uh-huh. yeah. The Blue Witch at that time. I didn't see the pictures. And I've definitely seen it, um, and it freaks me out that sort of found footage stuff seems to do the trick. It just got overdone, didn't it? Yeah, um, there's
2: there's, a lot of bad I suppose they're probably really cheap to make, so (laughs) there's a lot of bad ones out there.
1: What was the, um, we're off on a tangent here, what was this, I think we watched it together at some point, this sort of snuff film found footage thing. Uh, Was Bradley Cooper in it? Oh, what was that called? That was quite good as well. I can't remember what it's
0: called now. Oh, we'll have to was look it, that up. Was it called Snuff Film?
2: There was a film called Snuff Film. It might have been that.
0: And he just
1: looks at the camera and says, will I do it now? And he sticks a bag over someone's head or something. Yeah. As-
2: Brilliant. I, I remember this, yeah.
1: Are you looking it up now?
2: No, all right. Sorry. Okay. We'll find. <laughs> find don't, it I don't next, know where to start. Or maybe uh, I had a quick look at Bradley Cooper's uh, filmography, and I was too much you,
1: you just got lost in his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> the immediate thing that that jumped out to me when I was looking, uh, I've got Cage Match open, and I've got Halloween Havoc '98 on one tab and '99 on the other, and the buy rate for Halloween Havoc is 1.23. Does that? Do you know what that means? Not really. Okay. Um, the buy rate for ninety eight like says one point two three. The buy rate for ninety nine is zero point five
2: two. Oh, oh, says a lot. (laughs) So it's whatever that means. It's less than half.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And do you know what's?
1: Do you know what's funny? Uh, is it when you look back at it? It's the peak of the attitude era. 99. Like WWF pay per views in 1989 are horrible. Yeah. They're really yeah. bad. They've aged terribly. Uh-huh. Like going back and watching like like a WrestleMania 15, it just.
0: that's
1: mm-hmm. no good. So I think everybody romanticizes that either. Well, but definitely.
2: Style. I think there were good things in that, you know, there was the whole philosophy that everyone has a story. And that's good. I think that's good. But the in ring, a lot of it wasn't.
1: Nah. Uh, Okay, Halloween Havoc, nineteen ninety nine. So we're still Chivoni and Heenan. So we've got that going for us. A lot of matches: two, four, six, eight, ten matches. So we're kicking off with cruiserweight title, like I said, Disco Inferno versus Lash Lulu. Brilliant. Followed by the tag team titles. False count anywhere triangle match. Russo is a thousand percent on the book now. Wow, uh, would he be, or is that too early? I think he. Ah, would, I think he it probably might be would. Didn't
2: he? that he went. I'm not oh, sure.
1: Oh my well, god! It, might, it
2: could have been now,
1: actually. Uh, okay, so the filthy animals, Kidman and Conan, versus Harlem Heat. Fair enough. Versus the First Family, Brian Nobbs and Hugh Morris with Jimmy Hart. Never,
2: ever heard of that.
1: The First Family. Since presidential, I can't imagine Brian Nobbs and Hugh Morris are uh, looking too it just presidential. Just think of
2: like, mortgages or something like that. <laughs>
1: uh, singles match Perry Sarton versus Eddie Guerrero. Oh, that could be fun. Brad Armstrong versus Berlin with The Wall. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Bear- Who is Berlin? Oh, Alex Wright is Berlin. Oh. Who's
2: wow, the- so they've really leaned into that. Okay.
0: The Wall. Oh. oh, I think it. No, this person's alter egos
1: are Gigantes, Hellraiser,
0: Malice, Sergeant A. Wall, <laughs> Snuff. <What>? <laughs> <laughs> okay. The wall. This is a comment on.
1: Only a few days ago, comment on this guy's page. The wall was your standard everyday big man wrestler, except that he wrestled in a dress shirt, tie, and dress pants. <laughs> Not great in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh. Uh, Ber- oh, I'm away off. So, yeah. Alex Wright repackages Berlin. Uh, Chris Bemar versus Rick Steiner. For the world TV title. That sounds alright. Right. Bret Hart versus the Total Package.
0: Is he
2: Come called on. the Total Package there?
1: Yeah. yeah. I wonder why he had to change his name. It's weird, eh?
0: Oh.
1: Yeah. Uh, with Elizabeth. Oh dear. Oh no. Elizabeth, what have you done? Oh. Um, world heavyweight
0: title match. Sting versus Hulk Hogan. Is that like nowhere near the end of the card? Yeah. Weird. Like fourth match from the top. Hmm. Uh,
1: US title match, Sid Vicious versus Goldberg. Strap match, DDP versus Ric Flair. And then it's got non title match, Sting versus Goldberg.
0: But Sting's already fought Hogan and Goldberg's yeah. already fought Sid. Okay, so that's shenanigans. Okay. <laughs>
1: Russo must ah oh, Russo is booking this. Okay, yeah, it's Russo's WCW pay-per-view
0: debut.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, like, I think I said a couple last time. Like I'm looking forward to watching 99 2000 because they're just a sort of unknown.
0: Yeah,
2: it's um I'm I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to watching Blair Witch Project. <laughs> <laughs> Class. <sighs>
1: I've got Benoit, Rick Steiner Brett Brett versus Luger That might be it though ddp Ric Flair strap match, who knows
2: Guerrero and Saturn That could be alright
1: Hopefully he's dressed the same
0: as as This (laughs) year At least that'd be entertaining Um, Oh well, yep Our Um, second last Havoc Is that right?
1: Yeah, the penultimate Havoc Wow it's interesting, we've done, this would be our third journey, is it? We've done 98, we did The, the Edge yeah. um, Not The Edge, we didn't watch the, the U2 guitarist's career unfold um,
0: but we did Edges to move from mm-hmm. Money in the Bank to cash in. I think this has been the least excruciating
2: <laughs> I mean, some of it's been bad but there's a lot of variation. I think the, the other ones, you know, you're following it basically week by week, month by month, because of the nature of it. Mm-hmm. Whereas this, you, you kind of don't know what the next year's going to bring. Yes. So Yeah.
1: Whereas if you're in a year, mm-hmm. you're seeing the same guys. Yeah. Every pay-per-view. And... and if someone's stinking, then inevitably they're going to be there, well, yeah. Uh, at least like you say, there's been some variation. Yeah, it was cool seeing people like Sting and uh, Brian Pillman in the earlier years. And yeah, so sort of... a bit of Arn
0: Anderson going on. Yeah, yeah, we miss Arn. Yeah, me too.
2: I assume and... he's retired by this point from in Ring.
0: Yeah,
1: and um, oh no, I can't remember his name, Zink. What was his name? Tom Zink. Tom Zink, yeah. And who's the other one? There's there's two people that are like that. I can remember.
2: <laughs> Who is the other Tom Zink? <laughs>
1: remember his finisher was like a Luthes
2: Press. <laughs> oh, that guy! Really bad <laughs> Luthes Press. Yeah. Uh, it does feel like we've come a long way since those early ones. Not necessarily all good progression. It is really different from what yeah, it was.
1: Yes, is. is. Yeah. We're in sports entertainment now, pretty much. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll speak in two weeks. We will um I'm looking forward to watching Blair Witch as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right,
0: take it easy and we shall speak in two weeks. Cheers. Ta ta.